0: Open your eyes. This is America, the greatest nation on Earth, where rats have it better than Italian children. If we are to build an empire of hope, we must first conquer New York.
1: Our New York is being threatened by a wave of brown skin filth.
0: They just keep coming. We ought to ship them all back. To show America we are all people of dignity. I want to build an orphanage. Be careful. This place will eat you alive.
1: Even the Pope cannot protect you from what may come. (laughs) Ti piccolo. Gesto d'amore. Vuol cambiare ogni cosa. I am unashamed what about you
0: but but I got to thinking about it Jays do you remember that time there were nine of us that packed in the in the station wagon and we drove to Orlando Florida and you were dating Missy y'all weren't married yet so there was there were girlfriends I don't think willie and Corey I don't remember Corey being there but there was nine of us in a station wagon and uh, Lisa and I had Anna at that time so we had one baby. And we drove all night to get there. Do you remember that, Dan? No. It's foggy. No, things like that
1: are wiped (laughs) from my memory.
0: (laughs) Well, the reason I remembered is we stopped at the... I was helping drive, so we stopped at a convenience store to get some um, something to help me stay awake because I was driving the last leg because I guess I was the youngest. You were asleep in the back of the station wagon along with everybody else. It's like... You know, 5, 4, 5 in the morning. And I took some, one of these high caffeine pills. But on an empty stomach in the middle of the night when you're driving, bad call. So I wound up stopping every 20 minutes and throwing up the last leg of the trip. So I'll never forget it. I'm glad you have, though. What was the goal of the trip? You and Dad were speaking at some oh. kind of conference that, that Gordon had been connected to in Orlando Florida I don't know what it was it was some kind of big rally of sorts and you were you and dad were you were speaking to teenagers and dad was speaking to the main body of people
2: you know what I think I do remember that because that's the time I spoke because I was young I mean I that was still I was still getting over the oh, fact you were you and missy were dating, so yeah, I was still getting over the fact that I'm fixed to get up and actually open my mouth and say something in front of people, so look, I remember that, so the guy there was three they had three teenagers speaking before me, and so the one right before me he got up and he said, "I'm sorry, everybody, I'm just not prepared and he He just walked down off stage. So I thought.
1: Who did this?
2: (laughs) The speaker in front of me. Oh, yeah. So I stand up and I thought, boy, what a lead in this is. Because it just got so awkward. (laughs) It was just cricket. So I start walking up on stage and thought, what am I going to say? Am I going to throw this poor boy under the bus? You know, I was trying to think of something to say. Well, then he hopped back up there. And then he said you don't want to say that when you stand before God in the end. Then I was like, oh, it was an illustration. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Al, that's risky in the speaking world. So he gets up, says he's not Whoa, prepared like... <laughs> to say something, gets down, throws me under the bus because now I'm so nervous that I have to follow that. Then he hops yeah. back up in front of me and... Uh, <laughs> So I got up and then, then he I, went on into his well then I quoted the first Peter 3:15. go on 15. into his lesson. I'll tell you that yeah then then he well it was that was his lesson. He he basically it was a two oh, sentence lesson. He hopped back up said yeah. don't be like this when you stand before God and then sat back down. His his entire lesson was 2 minutes. With uh it was it was a bold move but
1: so on that on that topic uh, well, it really your wasn't mother, a topic it just your, your yeah. mother and Al's mother she showed me a little blurb of one of my grandchildren and when the girl was four years old Sadie Sadie at four four years old was expounding on God the power of the blood of Christ, she's, she's, she's just talking. And somebody just had a cell phone there and it was catching her talk. She went from four years old, by the time she got to be 10 years old, I mean, she was a... Yeah, she, I, she, I looked in, in my Bible and I said, let me just see what this young girl's all about. Because at four years old, when you hear someone, a four year old child, Speaking about God to the extent she was, I mean, it was just coming out of her. She was not coached, she was not not trained to do that, but she just started. the The word for it is prophesying. Yeah. And I listened to that, and and she was there on the little blurb I saw, and now she's about what would you say twenty. Twenty, twenty-two. Stay away from numbers. She's past twenty. Past <laughs> yeah. twenty has a child, <laughs> she, but now—oh, this yeah. Now, how old is she out? now I mean, twenty-five, probably. She goes she, nationwide. She's about
0: twenty-five, yeah.
1: yeah. Now I looked at it and I said, Willie and Corey didn't train her that way. There's other daughters they have, but this one—I mean—goes around prophesying. So it reminded me of the four daughters. I think it was four of them. That uh, four daughters of who was it Philip in the Book of Acts that prophesied? Philip, Philip the Evangelist, had four four girls, and they all did that. So I just listened to it, and she's twenty four. Is is it bad that I, I was to... literally amazed by her saying what she was saying? I mean, yeah. I, I noticed looking...
2: that when she was a kid. That I, how do you that...
1: explain that? You know, as a believer, I felt, don't want—I don't want to read more into well, it than it is. But well, I, I I'm going to give you
2: my explanation. I think that I watched her grow up, and I just think she just had a special gift from our heavenly Father that she was going to proclaim. That's why I was never shocked at her success. It was
1: almost like well, somebody bound to be coaching that little girl and, no. and brainwashed her. No,
2: no, she just she came out saying she was going to. She was going to be God's spokeswoman, and she has been ever
1: since and Now the small she's age. 24 years old, but now if you, want a, if you want a sermon, just ask this young girl, and she happens to be my granddaughter, but I will have yeah. to admit I've never seen anything like that. Not since I've been she's, on planet Earth. Yeah, I've seen a woman, a girl, so, so that I I got young. A, huh?
0: I got an irony for you. So we are driving home three weeks ago. The last time I preached at WFR, I'm driving home, so I have Pearl, my four-year-old granddaughter. So now this is your great-granddaughter. She's sitting in the back seat. BK's my sidekick, so she's, in the, she's riding shotgun. And all of a sudden, I hear her back there in the back, and she is, she is letting loose about the devil – and God is the best in all eternity. And, and so I hear, her, so BK starts filming. How old is she? And of course, I'm like, Amen, sister. How old four is four she? Four years old. I'll sh- You mean there's another one old. coming? I'm telling you, I, I mean, I was shocked because I was, like, thinking, where? And so I said, where did you hear all this, this stuff you're saying? And she said, well, I was in Bible hour today. But she, she took Bible hour to another level. But I've got it recorded. I'll show it to you. It's another. I thought about the Sadie video because I thought, well. And, look, it wasn't. I didn't prompt it. She's just in the back seat of the truck. And, and she wasn't she goes, being coached. And, I man, she you weren't no, coaching She her. talked about the uni- the universe. She talked about the devil. She don't ever trust him and God is he'll be faithful well, to think the end. I mean, she had say some is, actually, some good thoughts in
2: yeah, that. Yeah. People would say, Oh, it, they probably would go with the brainwash. But I, I didn't know that. But I knew I know Sadie's one of the best people I know, family or not. I mean, she is, she is a character driven integrity. Great, humble spokesman for the Lord. She does a lot of things. And it seems like she's been doing that since a very small age. So I'll agree with
0: that. So I mentioned I'm on the road. And, uh, Jace, you know, you and I have talked about this many times before. I, I miss two things the most when I'm on the road. Uh, I miss my mattress and I miss my sheets that go on my mattress because sleeping uh, is so important. And, And when you're on the road, you're already stressed and you're driving and everything else. And so you want to be as comfortable as possible. So I wish I could get Bowl and Branch, my favorite uh, sheet maker, uh, to in every hotel. That way I wouldn't have to worry about. It. They have a wonderful product, hundred percent organic cotton, uh, fair trade certified cotton, no toxins. They have the highest quality threads on earth. Uh, they've been they've even been used by three U.S. presidents. So I'm telling you, these sheets are fantastic. And, and not, not only am I, uh, and all of us, because we're all sleeping on or personal. Uh, Lovers of these sheets, but you need to try them. You're going to love them too. They have a 30-day night. Let me go. They have a 30-night risk-free trial. You get free shipping and returns on all orders, but trust me, you're not going to want to return these sheets. So, you get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code Robertson at bowlandbranch.com. That's B O L L A N D, branch, bowlandbranch.com. Use the promo code Robertson, save 15%, and you are going to have a great night's sleep. What I'm saying is,
1: I, I don't get impressed. Well, it might help. I don't get impressed easily, Al. But with in what you just told me, and then uh, Sadie, I'm just looking at that at face value, saying I never sat down with her and said, "The girl, here's what you no, no." I mean, there was we were we're a spiritual family, but, that's for sure, all the way around. But 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 you would would almost thought. I mean, it was just coming out of her like I, I've never heard before. Not a girl that young. I was.
0: I was well, you know, surprised. I've got a, pleasantly surprised. I've got a little bit of a a little bit of a theory, you know, in, in terms of biblically, and, and you have to go to the Old Testament because in the New Testament you don't have any generations of faith. I mean it's just it, all the books were written in one generation, so you don't really get to see what happened as a result, you know, of the church and everything that went forward and the disciples and their families. But when you look back at the Old Testament you know, there were generations of people that just, and look, you, everybody's born, has to make their own decision. Everybody's accountable to, you know, for their own life. But yeah. there did seem to be some generational blessings that went through families where, you know, children of children of children just carried that and carried some of their abilities and, you know, what they had. So I'm just not sure if that still goes forward today, maybe, you know, it, I, I don't exactly know how to you know, how to, you know, sync that up with DNA and all the things that happen, But I did find it interesting in, in terms of just current events that Phyllis, your daughter, my sister, never was had the environment of, of spiritual, you know, upbringing. And yet she sought that out. She sure did. And sure my question is. is why? I mean, what? It, as a little girl why would she seek out that spiritual counsel when her environment wasn't producing that so it's more than just environment something drove her and then of course when we find her all these years later she's right on board where we are getting the gospel out oh yeah you know being on the mission field the the whole nine yards so i don't know there's something there I, it's hard to really explain it you know in terms of, like you said but it it is something i mean it's something of note. no doubt about it. i challenge anybody
1: if you want to hear uh, the word of God come forth from a female. You you check out Sadie Robertson. She is my granddaughter, but I never dreamed that girl would would go to that length. I mean, it just pours out of her, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good.
0: It she does. Has a,
1: she has a
2: podcast. And you know uh, what's? Well, we what... need to have her own one. Day. Have we ever had her own? No. Nah.
0: Yeah, we need to have her. She has a podcast. We. We haven't, but I got I got something to announce. So it just it just so happens that uh, next week, on one of our podcasts, we're having her husband, uh, Christian, on our podcast. He's He started a new podcast, and so he, he wants to be on ours and tell us about what he's doing. He's did they a name him really Christian solid be, man. Did they
1: name him Christian before he met Sadie, or was it afterward? <laughs> Maybe that's what got our attention. <laughs> because that name kind of blends in. With, she finds a guy and his name is Christian. Well, I'm like, she might have bumped said, into. You can't him. make this stuff up. Yeah, she might have bumped
2: into him and said, "What's your name?" You know, I'm Sadie, and he said, "I'm Christian," and she thought,
1: "Okay, yeah, I'll marry you." <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they Escalated well, quickly. Uh, <laughs> Man, I would say as her as as the grandpa, uh, there's no way around the fact that that really. Uh, impress me you know your children you're not and your children's though. you know you're right al all these things about your children and their children your children's children it's throughout the old testament it really is yeah, yeah i think that, we sell that to little well, too, i know one thing I'm, for- I'm hearing that song
2: uh carrie Job and uh her husband the blessing you know and your children yeah and their children yeah 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 that, that's if you want to there's something
0: to that but, well, and I'll it, let you listen to that after. It the works broadcast. the other way. It works the other way too, because there's no doubt that there are generational curses, and I mean, you know, we've lived through that in my family. Because I mean, Lisa was a product of generations of of people, you know, molestation and sex abuse and all this stuff that went on for generations in her family. And so she had to be the chain breaker, speaking of songs, Jess. she had to be the one that was like, no more. And so the only way you break those generational curses is by turning to God and making that change. And that's then you start generational blessings. So there's no doubt about it. Sometimes it'll run through families. And again, that's all present in the Old Testament. We don't see much about it in the new, but really the reason we don't is because it's just not long enough. I mean, the books were written in a shorter period of time, but when you can follow people over time, You'll see that, you'll see that in families, you'll see that in what they believe, you know, how they, and it makes sense because if if you were all about faith and that was passed on generation to generation, you're gonna produce some really good fruit as you go forward, you know, that tree. Exactly. Well, uh, speaking of announcements in
2: families, so I guess by the time this airs, it, this will be stale news, but uh, they finally announced our TV show coming out. I say finally it wasn't on my time frame i just we've been filming it but they
0: they announced it did you know that Al? yeah it popped up in my yeah it popped up in my news feed that's how i knew jace it came up on uh, fox news on my phone and it, that that you your your new show was was going to be coming out this summer so which we've kind of been alluding to it cuz let let's face it unashamed nation is the reason there is a show it it generated with this audience yeah, that's
2: right. So so y'all have done well. The I want to get it right. So it says the Duck Clan, they're spreading their wings again. Jace, that's me, and Jelp, the sons of Patriarch <laughs> Phil Robertson, you got mentioned, Phil, <clears throat> will star in, and, and the name is Duck Family Treasure. What do you think about the name?
1: Duck Family Treasure. I don't know, but if I saw you just walking down the road, Jace, before the. If I just saw you and I passed, but you were walking down the road. Would you pick me up? No. <laughs> the last thing I would think of, well, look at that. There goes a TV celebrity because he looked just like one. It just it just doesn't fit, Jace. Oh, I know. I get country music sometimes. Like,
2: oh, you're with that band. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> by the way, I was in, uh, well, let me finish this. I'll tell you that story later. So the unscripted show, oh, it, it's coming out on Fox Nation. Or I've read a couple other things. Either, I'm not real sure, but either. If you watch Fox Nation, Fox News, or Fox Business in June, you'll see it. Because you know how the internet yeah. is, they sure gonna they the all moment. announce it. No,
1: Jace, uh I don't know how the internet is.
2: Well, I'm saying, <laughs> so explain
1: it to me. Well, they have all these press releases. Because it sounds like for the, you, it it was a I mean giant leap forward. What do you mean? To do what you're doing? No,
2: it just was very time consuming. If I had to do it over again, I probably would have thought. Eh. I mean it took way more time. We're we're like in the at the end of the road on the filming aspect. We got a couple
1: weeks left. Plus, there's more to that than most people realize, the oh. work the work and the hassle Ooh. to go through all that. Exactly. I mean we just were
2: on a road trip and our wives went with us. And it was fun. But it was very exhausting. We were out in West Texas in the middle of nowhere. And uh it was fun, but it was just, it's just time consuming. I mean, it, it takes a takes a while to make a TV show. The word so, g- grind
0: kind yeah, of it turns into the a picture. Grind.
2: But it's fun. So the unscripted show will follow the siblings as they hunt for buried treasure alongside their uncle Sy si and historian Murray Crow. We had to have Murray to have some legitimacy to this. You know, he's a they have him as a history. Expert, which we need, we needed him out there as we're digging around. I mean, he knows everything. He
1: has multiple skills.
2: Oh, he is—he's awesome. Uh, so, here's the official log line: Each episode will f- feature the Robertson family, I guess, and Murray, as they search for precious treasures, rare artifacts, and hidden gems. Throughout their journey, the Robertsons will also showcase the people, places, and lessons they encounter along the way and then missy and jessica jeff and jace's wives will also be on some episodes and other members of the robertson family so that's it
1: congratulations miss k made the cut so she's in there a little bit
2: yeah they didn't announce that but phil just gave breaking news miss k makes an appearance on the show
0: (laughs) She does. Yeah, (coughs) that was
2: fun. You couldn't have picked a better special guest star. So people have been asking me, well, how is the show? But you don't realize I'm you do this so many weeks in a row, and then you just kind of forget. It all just becomes a big blur. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll be watching it like y'all do. I mean, it's hard for me to comment on it because I don't really
1: know how it all will come together. So alert your audience, Jace our potential audience. I mean, do you, uh, do you feel famous? Do I feel famous? Do you feel famous? Fame is, you know, they, they claim that's a big deal these days, you know? I think being famous is a little overrated.
2: I tend to focus, and y'all, you already know this about me. I, I tend to focus on what are you going to do about it? Okay, the fact that people know who I am, to me, you should you should ask yourself. So, what do I need to do about that? So, I try to share Jesus in those moments. I mean, because I
1: got a note, and the note said, "We'd like to talk to you," and Jace won't talk to us.
2: Well, no, that was a different story. If you show up at my house the one day I'm off early in the morning, I don't care how long you drove, and you're trying to have a conversation. No, I'm. I'm I'm sleeping this is my off day if you show up unannounced uninvited yeah just for a picture or something no i don't
0: think that's being rude that's just being just being well, real you know it's, yeah It's i mean I, i've said that i've said that before and i've asked our audience please don't do that i mean we welcome folks <clears throat> to come to meet with us on sunday i mean we got two different church settings one dad leads another one i'm a part of you're welcome to come there, be a part of that. I mean, we'd love to meet people, but in in the right setting, not not at your house and early in the morning. So I was going to say something, Jase, um, an observation <clears throat> about your show, but it's also it was from a, it was actually from a, one of our listeners, Tyler. I met up in Ohio. He he said something interesting that struck me that I had never thought about, and I do think it's going to have an impact on on your new show too. He said, you know, I never watched Duck Dynasty before. The podcast and I've been listening to podcasts, and then so my wife and I went back and watched the series and he said you know I, I get it now what y'all were a lot of what you, y'all were trying to do now that I've listened to the podcast it changed you know he didn't have a, a view of the show before but he listened to us talk all the time about our belief system who we are what we're trying to do he saw the show in a different way than probably people that watched it the first time through. So I, it, it probably had the same effect on your show, you know, because you talk about we talk about treasure a lot on the podcast, but the yeah. spiritual implications of it. But it may not be so overt, you know, when you know when you're when you're looking at the show and watching it. But as you as you know the depth of what you believe, and and all four of y'all that are doing the show, I think it's going to have that little nugget, especially from our podcast audience. Let's, hey, let's take another break. So, uh, one of the things uh, we talk about a lot is is good investments and you know how to really take care of yourself. And one of our sponsors, Scoremaster, uh, has what they call a three week rule. You should wait three weeks to buy a new car, to uh, refinance your home mortgage, or really to make any major purchase. And the reason why they call it the three week rule is they want you to go to ScoreMaster and get your credit score up and over a little bit of time it's amazing not only how quickly they can raise your credit score but then how much money that's going to save you in terms of interest rate uh, they have on average 61 points your credit score going up which that means tens of thousands of dollars that you're going to save uh, when you set that interest rate so be sure and check these guys out uh they're they have great technology a great credit card data scientist that help you to boost that credit score only takes you a minute when you go to their website uh, it, and it's free uh, to see how many points you can add to your credit score so go to scoremaster.com slash fill that's scoremaster.com slash fill scoremaster.com fill to save some money and get that credit score up Well, yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, what people don't realize, I think what will make our show different is it's not really about what you find, although it's fun. That That is a fun venture. But, you know, I had some guy at the last event I was at, he paid the VIP fee, whatever that was, to to get in line because most people they take, I take a picture with them, you know, and you sign whatever they got. And it's, it's a, they call them VIP meet and greet. You know, I'm at the event, but then they do that. And so, but some guy paid that and did that just to tell me that he said, you shouldn't be metal detecting. You're, you're looting the earth. And I was like, do what now? So I didn't know there's a small, I think it's a very small group of people. And, uh, he was just—he's not for people looking back and finding old relics or or history. Boy, and, well, I, I was kind of intrigued. I was like, "Well, what, what, what's your point?" And he's like, "Well, only professionals need to do that, so they can tell us about how our societies, you know, once were." And I'm like, "Well." A lot of when you go back in history as a hunter and a gatherer, when I run up on what other hunters and gatherers did, because I asked him if he hunted, he's like no, and I was like, are you a do you you know do you believe that there's a god? He's like no, so then it was starting to kind of add up. I was like, he's just checking all the boxes and uh, things that he is the exact opposite that I was, and and I treated him. Nicely, I mean, you, you love
1: one another, you love your enemies. I wouldn't want to be but, on the path he's on, never look at your past
2: yeah well this this basically kind of a philosophical argument came up in the conversation of whether we're created for the planet or the planet was created for us, <laughs> you know yep. so and you can figure out which side of that he believes, but I'm like. Well, it's not really about that. we're We're out there. You're finding this old law stuff that we got the idea from you know the biblical view of
1: treasure, which is and it's a, hiding a spiritual it, thing. It's it, not it's all hiding what you find. It's all hiding in plain sight. All you need's a metal detector, and you can look at.
2: All right, you dig, and you find stuff that was lost of of value, and you put it back in circulation. Like for me, his logic
1: is not adding up. Yeah, I'm
2: not a seller. I don't sell anything I find, but I try to use it in a positive, nice way. That I mean, you learn from history. Some history's good, some of it's bad, but you learn from it so you don't make the same mistakes, and you you keep the bad stuff from trying to repeat itself, which it, it normally does. So in that, it's a fun venture that you do as a hunter. I like it, but you also realize it's more about the people you're with and the spiritual qualities you learn from from history and these 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 things. But you're not trying to build bigger barns no. by amassing a bunch of stuff. You know, that it goes back to that that illustration we did a, a few weeks ago about you don't see people carrying a U-Haul trailer behind a hearse. It's, it's just not, it's not about stuff, the actual stuff. And so, uh, you know, I, I, that's why I think it's a combination that I think people will enjoy because the irony there is what is real treasure. That's kind of the irony of the whole series. How, how do you define treasure?
0: in this life so there's my there's my bit well, about i would that. add i would add <clears throat> i would add to that jace just and again you're right if a person doesn't have a basis of god then it's going to be hard to have this discussion but i would add to that for those of us that believe that especially in the create creation account we were made god in his infinite wisdom he could have made us from anything he wanted to but he chose to make us from the earth, mankind, from the earth itself, he created us to have a a link while we're here, and then you're right, and then he he told mankind to then rule over what we came from. So Mm -hmm. I would say from a God's perspective and a biblical perspective, you and everybody else has a God-given right because we're one with the earth to dig around and do whatever we want to, shape it. I mean, I think about what dad does over on the property. There's something about moving around earth to create something else and something new and something unique. And you've created that a wildlife habitat out of our hunting property. And you've oh, done yeah. that by moving the earth around, exactly. you know, to attract that, well, that's animals why, and <clears throat> birds. That's why
2: if you don't have that kind of system of priorities from a godly view and a biblical view, it just turns the world into confusion. I mean, this big thing that happened about the woman who is trying to get confirmed for being a judge on the Supreme Court. I mean, somebody which you realize that they're trying to trap them and people have different agendas on the political side. But to to be asked a simple question, how would you define a woman? And it just went viral. Her lack of a response. Well, I can't I can't answer that. I'm not not a biologist. I, yeah. I, I and the reason it went viral is because I have you, no idea. Yeah. It's like is. well, you you know we know when you go back to the garden now to your point in the six days of creation and how we life began and how the priorities were set out from God above. I mean, you realize that you know man was here wasn't good for for him to be alone. And so he creates woman from, you know, man from the dirt, woman from the man, the the rib. And we know that there are differences that are obvious between a man and a woman. I mean, from the from a chromosome issue to a body issue to emotional makeup issue. I mean, I would have said
1: something along those lines. Think about how the earth cries out and the people who live in it how it cries out when you i've the last three four four sunday mornings i spoke to the brothers beginning way back it's like it's like you with a metal detector and you end up you you go all over the world let's say and you go to a place called ukraine and you begin to look in the ground and, and this is 100 years after the event that's now taken place. And you would look with a metal detector and you would come away with the idea something catastrophic happened here. You could just sift through the rubble and you would find the remains of human bones, small children's bones, old people's bones, mass graves, and you're, you're metal to tell you, you're, you're, you're going, and it's a, across the landscape, what comes out of that is misery, death, it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I've been on about a three, uh, three Sunday study, uh, a world without Jesus, without truth, uh, freedom from war, That would be what you would find embedded in the earth. It's called peace. It's called peace instead of war. Freedom from it. Stopping of war. To end war or threat of war. Freedom. Peace. Freedom from public disturbance. Peace. Or disorder. Instead of peace, there's... Public disturbance disorder, freedom from quarrels, that would be peace. Peace, undisturbed state of mind, free from the fear the absence of conflict. Wouldn't it be nice to dig in the earth and you say things have gone well they are, are the opposite. Things have not what man does to Mankind do, does to themselves. It's a sad. It's a sad statement. You dig yeah. around in the earth long enough, Jace you see the buttons of civil war, and you oh, say, yeah. "Hmm, you know, yeah. boy, there was. There's a lot
0: of things in there to deal with military stuff. I mean, and you learn from that, like you said. Let's let's take another break. So we talk a lot of times on our podcast about what it is to get wise counsel. And I think Dad and Jay's all three of us, have you know, spent a lot of time in trying to help people. And, and our counsel really comes from our own life change and, of course, our understanding of the Bible. Uh, And those are great. But there are times uh, when you need someone that has some professional training and counseling. Uh, All of us have had that uh, different times in our lives. Of course, it's a a huge difference maker for Lisa and I. So we really encourage uh, counseling. And one of our sponsors is a a group called Faithful Counseling. And uh, I've talked to many of you. Uh, in Unashamed Nation that have have used them and, and everybody has said the same thing. It helped them and they loved it. So uh, it is Unashamed Nation approved. Uh, if you ha- are in a place in your marriage and relationships or some other place where you need some help, we want to encourage you to reach out to these guys. Text, chat, phone. they got 3,000 licensed therapists spread out all across the country. Uh, financial aid is even available for those who can qualify for that. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional and it's affordable. So check them out. Our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. You're going to get 10% off your first month just for being an unashamed listener. So get started today. Go to faithfulcounseling.com unashamed. You're going to fill out a questionnaire. It's going to help you assess your needs and they're going to match you with a counselor that you'll love. Faithfulcounseling.com unashamed and get some wise counsel today. Whenever I went to Munich a few years ago, I was leaving Munich to drive to another part of Germany, and I looked out and I said, "What? What is that mountain range? You know, because there were three or four huge hills, you know, small mountains." And the guy that was driving us said, "That was Munich, you know, from from World War II," and it wow, just man, it, you know, I don't know something about, yeah the rubble from the city has was now a mountain range outside the current city and i just thought man what a what a stark reminder of the violence of war you know and what it'll be that way with the you know, ukraine places.
1: when they find those cities that's what they'll come up with cuz it'll be a mountain first of all of rubble and death and degradation and then when you see it 100 years later it's all trees growing on it but it's a giant hill of memory. You, you can't wipe it away. Well, right. And to accuse somebody, well, you shouldn't be looking at what happened here. Oh, you need to look at what happened there and don't repeat it. Well, right. You look at the
2: physical atrocities that have happened. Oh. And you realize that, I mean, when you see all these bullets and cannons and different things, none of that would be a problem if everybody loved each other. But in the battle of good and evil, which is always been at the center of society the these are the things that start happening because a lot of it is just unadulterated evil yep and atrocities against other people for whatever whatever reason but instead of just acting like it never happened within well, you you don't learn anything from that and it's, that's why i think love ultimately that we just went over and 1 Corinthians 13 before, It is the greatest weapon for society. That
1: is correct. I mean it's a positive weapon. Yeah. I read going toward the New Testament when I was still in the Old Testament and was discussing peace. Uh, he somebody 700 years before it happened, Isaiah and Isaiah 53 tells of what's coming. He was 700 years out, and he said, He, there's somebody coming, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, speaking of the coming Jesus, the iniquity of us all he's is called by the prophets the prince of peace the prince of peace over and over you get to the roman empire and it's a gigantic pile of rubble and you can still see some of where the structures were and you say boy at one time this was a great empire i wonder what happened to it Mm. now it's all of it on zeus is on the ground All of it's collapsed, and just one after another. They're trying to kind of rebuild it. But Mm -hmm. digging in the earth, you would find all kinds of stuff that said, boy, this was a story of an ancient empire here. I wonder what happened to it. Exactly. All is left is a pile of rubble. You can dig that up. That's what you're doing. Well, it's like the guy that I said was wanting to. This guy uh, you were talking to, he didn't want to see it.
2: No, nah, he was trying to, you know, he wanted to argue, but it's fine. So eventually I got to the, By the way, end of he, the conversation. He, I said, do you believe in the resurrection? And he went, ha. Huh. And I thought, oh, well, that's that's you. Yeah. That's where the issue is. That's and he's correct. like, what issue?
1: <laughs> they don't want to see it or any signs yeah. of it ever happening. They don't want to see it.
2: Yeah. I said, if it's all about this place, we're all headed to the ground. I'm telling you I said but and so I got I started getting into the Luke 15 I was going to make the parallel of finding something lost or being in darkness and then brought into the light he didn't want to hear it no he gone so uh, well you know and you got handlers they they realized that he was he was trying to stir the pot so they escorted him away with a smile and (laughs) which is fine (laughs) yeah
0: let's let's take, let's take another break. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas governor, Greg Abbott and the federal government.
2: Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste.
0: We have been invaded.
2: The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base.
1: More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border
2: just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm carts.
0: What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze
2: Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over four million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you
0: knew was a lie. Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com
2: and use code Texas for $30 off an annual subscription to blaze TV.
0: I had one more observation, something you said, I wrote it down because it's another, and I know it sounds like we're picking on this person, but, but it really does show you different mindsets because outside of even belief, I want you to think about what he said. It should be left in the ground. For experts to find and then tell us what it means, yeah, now just think about that one thought, right. in other words, you can't find it and then just and say, "I discovered this," and then we find out together what it you know what it is, and then we talk about what it means. We have to have an expert, yeah to find it and well, tell right. us what it means, yeah. that's a mindset you're seeing all over the world that's like we need somebody else other than us. To be the person that tells us what everything means. Yeah, and I took that, that, that to whole mean, mindset. I'm telling you. Yeah, I took
2: that to mean that was a sophisticated way of saying I don't want you to hunt stuff because I want to find it. You, you know, he was like, "It's okay for What's me." If you don't learn you.
1: from history, you'll be bound to to, to, to repeat, repeat it. it. Yeah, that's right. I, I think that's a good.
2: That that's really a good tagline. For what we're doing, but I mean, but we're gonna apply things to you. Know, you know, when you read the definition of love, I mean, you think about it on how when you're looking, digging through history, and you see how this one paragraph really—if that would have been pursued, on how that would have been an answer. When you think about love as patient, you know, because this is all has to be done among people. This is a relationship definition in God's wisdom it's kind it doesn't envy doesn't boast it's not proud it's not rude it's not self-seeking it's not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs man that's a big one uh, that, that the last two are huge oh they Because really... when you think about where wars start a lot of them happen cuz people get angry real quickly or they have there's a wrong that's been done that they're not willing to and move sometimes on. Sometimes it
1: goes back centuries. Exactly,
2: it doesn't delight in evil. So, because a lot of the atrocities, the evil was it the the source of it but rejoices with the truth, then it gets into more optimism on, on how life should really flourish from, based on how you learn from history because it says it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Well, those are things that are hard to do when you're living in a world full of flawed people. Because yep. that, that means you're going to be done wrong, bad things are going to happen, but you're still, you still you can't fight evil with evil. That's not our mode on how we operate as human beings on this earth. So I don't know. I know we went down a rabbit hole here. But what I was saying is somewhere in the show that we were doing, and, and it is unscripted, so it's a little more difficult to do on the fly, but you find moments throughout the filming week where you're like, you know, this is this is more, this is a bigger treasure, and it's usually something spiritual that we learn from looking up, you know, relics of the past or different locations or wherever you may be. So I don't know. I'll be interested to see how it turns out.
1: Well, it's a good text there, Jace. I, I thought it was. And Ephesians 6, Go ahead, and then Dale. you could talk out. Uh, put on the full armor of God. There's a little caveat caveat in there, whatever you call it, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And the day of evil, it comes to all empires, and all you have to do is, Jace, is do what you do. Dig it up, and you'll look, and you'll say, Aha, Mm -hmm. I, I I see what happened here, and I'll see about the time frame it happened. The sobering, the sobering look at all the empires' past history. Because they all flounder
0: and they well, all and collapse. Even, it's, yeah. it's scary. It, even with us, Dad, you think about it. I mean, our whole approach on life, but especially on this podcast, you talk about looking back to discover. We're studying documents, letters. And things that were written down thousands of years ago yep. that still have an impact and shape our lives, and a lot of it, most of them, are cautionary tales. You know, when you look back, and we tell stories from the Old Testament, even now in the in the Corinthian Church, we're saying, "Look, here, here's what happened here. You don't want to do that." So, I mean, we're on a treasure hunt every time we do the podcast. We sure I mean, we're, we're digging deep, you know, yep. into the Word to be able to do that. Yep.
2: Well, I think that's why you have the verse, you know, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. So, I mean, with any venture that you do in life, there's a temptation. I mean, I'm sure there's been people who have been metal detecting that, you know, cross the— because they kind of have the rules of engagement for metal detecting. I mean, it's like you would never hunt somewhere. You didn't have permission. You— you would never want to leave like, you know, dig a bunch of big holes out there and just not put the dirt back or I mean just common. Jace, come where you courtesy. visited
1: when you went to over there and looked at it where Jesus walked. Mm-hmm. You looked at it. Let's face it, they did a lot of digging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That part of the world. Yeah. They did a lot of digging. Oh, they're still digging. Oh, they're still yeah. digging. You say, why do they keep digging? It, because the remains of the past, it, they're all there, and then when they discover this and they discover that, well, what I thought Phil, a... though
2: is what I before you read that. What I thought was the more digging you do, the more you realize you need to figure out a way off this
1: planet alive. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> In other words, I think that's why the Apostle Paul characterized it. He says, "Pray for also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me." So that I will fearlessly make known, and this is exactly what we're doing the mystery of the gospel. You can dig in the earth, you can look up into the heavens. He said, I'm an ambassador in chains. They've locked him up. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly. And he brought good news, Jace, and he's chained up in prison because people didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And you can look through history, whether you're digging in the earth or not. The things that you see, you're like, hmm. Quite the battle went on here. Quite the battle went on there. Quite the battle went on here. It's just a killing field, yeah. planet Earth. It really is.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. You know what I was. Tra- I hate to say it, but it's a killing field. What I was trying to do. I read this a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, but you know when it says that you can figure out the mystery of God and not a mystery that's unsolvable. I mean, it's solved in Christ in that Colossians two passage in, in Christ whom are all whom are hidden, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yep. And so in verse five, he says, for though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. So he's making this analogy about what's happening in the body and the physical and what's happening in the spiritual. Well, the nature of what we do as far as metal detecting, you're digging up physical things, and most of them had to be well made if you get back over 100 years ago for it to still exist in, in good form. But you're actually making spiritual applications to what you find in a verse that we're going to get to in 2 Corinthians 4. I mean, I love this. In verse 16, it says, We don't lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. But what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Which was my point about making applications. We find these things and it is exciting and it's fun to find old things of value. But if you if you never cross over into something deeper on what is unseen, spiritual qualities that led to whatever situation you're in, but also the the fact that we're all perishable and you go back a hundred years ago and all you're finding is a is the stuff. Yep. From the people that were here. We're all headed toward back to They're the They're all gone. They're all gone. And we'll all be gone. So at some point you uh you realize that, yeah, when you find the stuff, make use of it, tell the story, reveal the history, learn from it. Even it's like me, I've never sold anything I found. I've given way more of it. Away or giving it to somewhere where they
1: can Would, would you, it. Would you agree that as you do the digging, you come up with a lot of bullets? A lot of bullets. And you say a those lot of bullets, nails
2: and a lot of you bullets. You say
1: those bullets looked like me. They had a pretty good little scuffle here with all these bullets in the animal world. Because the atheists would say, "Yeah, just a bunch of animals, and they're they're spending bullets on each other. Their bullets are coming at them." We see it on the over here, we dig over yonder there's more bullets, more bullets, more bullets. Well, you dig up that many bullets, you say this was a volatile place right here. Oh, I mean, Phil, that's <laughs> why
2: I said I've I've there's a Woo! there's been a lot of well, building. Well, dig
1: up the Ukraine and what? you say, "Well, you find a lot of uh, military hardware jugging down into the ground after they finally pile you, it all you up." You
2: find a lot of a lot of building because of nails. You yeah. find a lot of bullets. Yep. And you find a lot of things that have been burned. See, I mean, yeah. just
0: charred remains. Yep. And, uh, it does. Uh, a couple of things that were mentioned as we close out here, we talked about Ukraine. The shirt I'm wearing today is the one that our friends at Three Sixteen tscom Uh, they're making these shirts. If you buy one, all the proceeds go to one kingdom for Ukraine relief. So that's helping out our folks over there who are in trouble and all the refugees. Also, in the overtime, Jason, since you brought up John, I mean, uh, since you brought up First uh, Corinthians 13, uh, I'll give you my take uh, in the overtime of my sermon I preached yesterday because that's where I was at. So uh, I'll give you that. You can also find that on wfrchurch.org. So we'll see you next time on Unashamed. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube